0: QPR, QPR, are on QPR,
1: QPR, now we're heading for Hello and welcome to another edition of Open All Hours, the QPR podcast. I'm Paul Finney. I'm joined by three other QPR fans. Chris Charles. Good to see you after summer. How are you?
2: Very well, thanks Paul
1: I wouldn't say we do for a living
2: No, that's fine Are you cool with that? Yeah, absolutely, yeah
1: What do you do for a living?
2: Um, I don't want to talk about it
1: Excellent uh, We have our, our guest, Maurice May How's he um, going? Who, yeah, a fellow Northern Ireland supporter
3: Yep, but uh, didn't manage to make it to France, unfortunately
1: <laughs> What was that you said? I couldn't hear the accent I didn't manage to make it to France <laughs> Pure your English accent uh, not bad <laughs> Almost as good as mine. And also, the boy Mendes is here Hello Finney How yeah. are you? I'm not too bad So, um did you enjoy um, going to football in the summer and coming back and watching QPR? Has it been d- d- European Championships to love this road? What's the difference? Um, phew, I don't know. Probably about the same sort of level as the Northern Ireland team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I've got a fear on Saturday? If Wiggins starts singing the Will Greg song, I might join in. That'd be horrendous. The embarrassment, the shame. Well, you could
4: just like, adapt it to a QPR player.
2: Anyway I wonder if Um, if any other fans Do join in though Because it's sort of It's sort of like The the new um, Yaya Kolo Isn't it song Well
4: just Yeah replace Will Greg With Cherry
2: well, you, aye, well, I suppose c- you might sing it, ironically, if you're 3-0 up at Wigan, and you, 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 you can imagine mm-hmm. the away fans starting to sing it. Then. I like
1: your thinking, Chris. Yeah. yeah. But in the Euros, it actually was really good. It was, really, it was a nice wee song. It was a nice wee bit of a cultural experience. But people aren't tuned in here to talk about the European Championships, you know. They haven't. They've, they've tuned in to listen to us over... The game, and s- by the way, if you want to get hold of us, you can find us on Facebook <laughs> and you can find us on Twitter at uh, New QPR Podcast.
4: Well, Hasselbank came out after the game. And Hang said, on a second, uh, Hasselbank Hang came out after <laughs> the game and said that we were tired, didn't he? So, could adapt it and say, Poulter is tired. Your defense is satisfied,
1: anyway. Not as big an impact, no, you know. not really. <laughs> uh, right, right. Uh, we're going to start about on Saturday's game And I'm going to hand over to uh, the one and only Chris Charles To um, give me <laughs> your intellectual thoughts on what went wrong Saturday
2: Well there's at least two things wrong with that uh, sentence you just said But um, I'll do my best Well uh, last week I did say I'm not going to listen to Richard Langley. I am going to get carried away because it's not very often we're top of the table, and it probably might be the last time we're there. And uh, to be to be fair, after Saturday, um, it it could well be the last time we're top top of the league. So I'm glad I got carried away. Um, and you don't know that, no. I mean, but it, it, there's a chance. I mean, hopefully it's a blip. Um, but God, that was awful. I mean, it was it was terrible. I've, I've been, the people around me, everyone was just staring into space, just wishing they'd rather be anywhere and where we were. I mean, five minutes into the game, five minutes after I sat down, five minutes after kick-off, sorry, the atmosphere was flat, the players were flat, and I just, you you know, you get that feeling sometimes that that we're not going to get anything out of this, come what may, and at that stage, I was just thinking we might scrape a nil-nil draw, but, I mean, we were lucky not to to lose by more than that, to be honest, because, I I, I don't know, I mean, the tiredness thing, well, I mean, we we can talk about that a bit more later, I'm sure, but I, I don't really buy that after four games to
1: be honest. Mm. Um. Do, 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 I was thinking, you know what everyone always says, um, a week is a long time in politics? Mm. Well, at QPR, I mean, everyone would say, it was a, it's a lifetime, whatever, but it really is a seasonal change, isn't it? I mean, Jeepers <laughs> creepers. I mean...
2: Well, the thing is, Preston North End came with a game plan, as they did last season, um, and and they did a number on us. Basically, they they, they, they sort of uh, we're supposed to play this pressing game. They sort of outpressed us, out-closed us down. There was no outlet for every time Smithy's got the ball. There was the, the front three were right on him, so he got nowhere nowhere to go. But surely this should have all been worked out before. Surely you know, I mean, Hasselbank even sent his program notes. We know they're a tough side to break down, but it didn't like, look like we had much of a game plan. Uh, to actually break them down. I mean, maybe. I worse still, there doesn't seem to be any plan to if, or B if it goes wrong. And it was
3: clearly going wrong so quickly in that game. I just, it's just,
1: it, it, pff, I want to
3: plead the fifth on this anyway. I mean, it's just awful, <laughs> awful, awful game.
1: But how, how do you sum that up in, in, in between. See, Cardiff, the Warden signs without Cardiff in the first half, it was a terrible game, but you kind of think the new mindset, the fitness levels look better, our mindset looked a lot more resilient. And we've we, we, we done a job on them. I looked at the Preston players on Saturday and I think they were in shock at being 2-0 up at QPR. They did not expect to be 2-0 up at Rangers. And they, they kind of looked, it showed as well. And they did... It sounds really horrible to say this. I don't mean it in a horrible way. But I don't think Preston played like a team that was going to win 2-0. That's, a, that's what worried me. It, it just was a terrible, terrible football game. I'm sure game. they'd
2: have been more than having... having st- Come into the game winless from three, I'm sure they'd have been happy to take a come up, come away with a point. Um, but as they did last season, I think it was nil nil, wasn't it? Last season when they came, that
1: was a terrible game, too. It was, I yeah. mean, yeah, fielding
3: no strikers that day, didn't we? Um, did we? Was, it, was it Warnock's homecoming game? It, it could have been, it was, and it, it was, it was just a dreadful game. I don't think there were any shots on target. The, wor-
4: the, worrying, thing the last, worrying thing about the last two games are that Barnsley and Preston are not teams that you expect to be in the top half of the table even or uh, challenging for promotion and you mentioned that we looked fitter in the first two games of the season and if so so early on in the season it shouldn't really be a, an excuse that we're tired playing Wednesday to Saturday um, and you, you look at like QPR's two last two teams that won promotion from the championship and we had leaders in that in that team the one with Warnock we had Derry we had Clint Hill the one with Redknapp we had Richard Dunn Joey Barton you look at QPR's team now there's, there's some talented players in there and some good young players but None of them are leaders. And even our captain, Ned Armanua, he's he's not really a leader and he's not really a captain, is he? Um,
1: there, there, there didn't seem to be a lot of communication necessarily. But that was a problem I thought last season. There wasn't a lot of communication at times. It seemed that um, certainly with, with, with their first goal, which was is like carry on cops, wasn't it? I mean, it was just ridiculous. Mm. I mean, it was. It, it, you know, should I punch or catch or whatever, just get rid of the friggin' ball. Like, you know, it seemed we, we were giving them so many opportunities to score, they were actually embarrassed to score in the end. It was like, I don't want to claim that. You know, you have it. No, honestly, it came off me. And, and that was the old QPR. What you know, that's what worried me a wee bit. Two games in. But I'm not saying that's how it's going to be.
2: Well, I'm not, and I'm, I'm not you know, I'm not saying it's time, you know, as some people are again, you know, time to get rid of Jimmy Floyd. I mean, if we lose the next 10, games on the bounce, you know, then okay, we might need to look at it. But I think, you know, we've had, we've had two good results. I mean, the game against the was brilliant. And and, and then they go and win 2-0, I think, Wednesday at the weekend. Mm. And and it is one of those leagues where everyone can beat everyone. So I don't think we we should, you know, hang out the white flags just yet. But I I think the tactics though, we, QPR in the past have, have, we play so, so-called lower-ranked teams and we get sucked into this long ball game, which is all we were doing was pumping these long balls up to Poulter. They had three men on Poulter, two on Cherry, and yet still seemed to have two more blokes than us on the pitch. I couldn't work it out how they were managing to do it because they just seemed everywhere and they were just in our face and, and, and QPR looked scared of getting the ball. But for me, the worst offender, I mean, that you could pick out a lot of people, but Perch... I just think on the, uh, in the right back position and I, the only time he looked decent ironically is when he got switched to left back last season but he he, I, he just seemed to be so negative every time he got the ball he wasn't looking to get, get us going forward it was going back again and, and, and I know it's all good being wise after the event Um, but you just wonder why we let Furlong go on loan to Swindon when he had a decent game against Swindon likes getting forward could have scored twice Swindon obviously saw enough of him to warrant taking him on loan and like Mm. I say okay it's it's all good being wise after the event but he would seem like a better option of um, to step in than the likes of Perch
1: the trouble with Perch I think is that he's he's now got a mental block in that position at Rangers whatever happens at QPR he, he doesn't seem to be able to lift his level um, when he was left back it was grand so I don't know what it is but obviously I'm not having
2: the go at no, I'm, no. I'm not faulting his effort or anything like that I'm not saying he's one of these people who you know nothing like that at all I just it just every time he got it you just knew it was going back to the he's keeper he's not a bad player
1: I've seen him play against us yeah. he's not a, he's not that I don't know what's gone wrong but maybe some moves work out for people maybe some moves don't work out for people I don't know but he's, he, he when we signed him I was quite pleased I thought he was quite decent I, I didn't Expect this, this would happen. Not that I'm digging him out for the result because it was more than one. No, not at all I don't.
3: I don't think it's just him. I thought Sidwell was just exactly the same. I thought as soon as Sidwell. He, he the plays the for Brighton. Who do I mean? He plays for Fulham. Sidwell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I'm trying um, to be a smart arse I shouldn't yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. All. that um, be he, he, he again. I mean, the, the back four. As soon as yeah. they had the ball, it seemed to be almost get it back to Smithy so he could pump it up the field. It was. I just felt there was n- there was nothing. There was no energy to go forward. If you are going to play that long ball game. If you're playing Preston at
4: home and you're only playing Poulter, then the players behind him have to be really close, like Cherry and the wide players and midfielders. But they were just completely out of the game. The wide players didn't get the ball much at all, and the link up between Poulter and Cherry and, and you know the guys behind him, it just it was, wasn't there. It was not. Well, the only
2: no to- time, only time I think you know we, we looked threatening is when your boy Connor Washington came on. And at least he I'm not was his dad <laughs> Carry on At least he was getting You know Getting in behind and, uh, and he had a couple of Decent chances You know One he just got Tangled in his feet um, But bef- before he came on we- There was just No threat whatsoever See I, 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 I It's not just because He plays Lord Nine, That's irrelevant
1: Right Because QPR Matter far more to me Than Lord Nine do like, Let's get that one out of the way But I just think too in the championship is, is kind of you have to play two two players up front I just because it, you just, if you want to win matches there's goals in this league win your matches I think
2: but then um, we scored three against Leeds without yeah that's the front. word but then
1: you spend three million quid or whatever it was on the lad and he's sitting on the bench he's going to get frustrated whereas you know he comes back from the Euros his confidence is quite high and you saw on Saturday at least he was putting his foot in and having a go um, and I think him and Poulter would worked really well together maybe I'm an idiot well I know that but I mean you know, I just, I just don't see why we don't give it a go. You know, we've got nothing to lose. So. Ha- Hasselbank's philosophy is kind
4: of just to build from the back and have a solid defensive unit. And in the last two games, we've conceded five goals. Four of those have been quite bad mistakes, really. But and they f- had one good free kick. was a you know, dodgy decision. For well, a Barnes' is
1: young side with Lawrence who, who who I think are trying to get as many points as they possibly can early on in the season. But they're, they're actually a much better side than people give giving them credit no, for. No, absolutely. Um, Preston and Saturday, I didn't think offered that much. And just because they just grew in confidence throughout the game and I, I don't think they could believe the luck that's no disrespect because they, they deserve to win what did you think Morris? I mean at the Defi- end of
3: it definitely deserve to win I mean I yeah. thought they should have won by more and I well, my young son's with me <coughs> they'd, they'd be very positive oh we should have had three penalties and this that and the you other know, it's just we'd be in disgrace if we got anything out of that game it was awful it's
1: just yeah. so bad I, just,
3: I, I can't remember the time I went to a game as bad as that but then I did dodge Preston last season
1: so I can, you, but you were drunk. It was Fulham Away last I season. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I, no, but I actually enjoyed Fulham <laughs> Away.
3: At least there was an atmosphere in the way in, but it was just dead. It was just awful. There was no one at the ground on Saturday. It was just the whole thing was just.
1: Right, before we go into our interview with Ian Faraday, one thing I do want to talk about is at all loft. What is going on? Because the first, I know people are on holiday and everything else, but is a family stand as a philosophy working at QPR? That's my question, Chris you sit there
2: well I do sit there and <clears throat> I think I think you've got to have some sort of family stand mm-hmm. because you don't get quite as many F and C bombs <laughs> in the family stand as you do uh, from point. elsewhere but then we where we sit is right next, is, is not far from the Q block so I mean for my little girl she's heard it all since the age of six anyway but what I mean is you don't get so so many like irate uh, completely out of control <laughs> nutters next to you
1: I'm in G block you yeah,
2: I, I wasn't going to say anything Paul but so I, I think it 's important, but i 'd agree with you i mean that 's supposed to be the focal point of the ground the away end uh, the, the home end, you know the loft um, and yeah, I mean, in front of me, there must have been forty empty seats uh, mm. um, on on Saturday, which is obviously people taking their kids away on holiday um, and all, all this stuff um, so yeah, maybe there is an argument that it should be switched, Where would you have it in paddocks or? Well, no, because we get wet. I don't want it there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could split the loft, perhaps, and
1: have half of it as a family. The thing is, it looks you've got the lower school end, which is empty. You've got the loft, which is not as full as it should be. Yeah. And on telly, it looks dreadful. In the flesh, it looks and sounds terrible. There's no atmosphere coming from any part of the groin, which is something we've had a problem with for a wee while now. Well, um, I think,
2: I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, it's also the opposition as well. I mean, it's, you know, uh, like blokes might or whoever whoever taking their kids might think oh well we'll give this one a, a miss and we'll, we'll we'll turn up when Aston Villa come along on you know? Um so there is an element or of right still all right yeah but I, I I said this before and here for night games though I think there should be because obviously a lot of kids are, you know going to school and and can't get you know can't um, come to the night games so there should be some sort of fallback thing where you can bring another mate along on a, on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night and um, on on your child's ticket which you can't do at the moment I I still think that is a possibility because you don't get so many children there uh, in the night anyway so it wouldn't matter so much I don't think if it was more adults
1: because the club are trying they do like the the, the family's on they do lots of good things don't mm. you? it just doesn't seem to be well you need
2: to have that because yeah. these are the this is the lifeblood of the club these are the people who are going to be coming you know when we're sort of long gone you know and bringing their own kids so you definitely need to have every club's got one now pretty much you definitely need it but yeah there is an argument that maybe it should be elsewhere I mean for selfish reasons I like being in the loft so I but, like but then there,
1: but. see then do you split it then and have half it as a family stand and then half it as a normal stand um, and do the same with the upper loft so you got one do you know what I mean You could have, but then everyone who's going to get moved in the upper loft is going to go absolutely mental I don't like, know I mean loft. I think there's are, been are there
3: enough people wanting to sit in the family stand with kids mm. I mean is it something that sells out what? season ticket wise which is what you should be looking to do And what's the big benefit of the family
2: stand I suppose like a swearing I suppose. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, there, there is that. you, it, you yeah, but it's Chris a, sits there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there wasn't. There wasn't a lack. The other. I, what I do normally is I, 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 swear under my breath and sort of look the other way. But um, if I have to, to get it, but like I say, she does. She does hear quite a lot anyway. But I, I, as I just said to you, I think it gives kids a bit of a gentler introduction. If you're, if you're stuck behind you mm. know, a, blo- a group of blokes just like, you know, spittle dripping from the, you know down their face and just screaming obscenities, then the child's less likely to want to come back. I think you're more a bit more of a sedate affair. So I do think, yeah, that I, I mean, I, I would be along with you a few years ago when before I had kids and say, what's the point of having a family stand? But having now gone through. It. I don't know Morris, you, oh, you I take you? mine to the R block. They need oh, to be initiated right, properly. True. I mean it's,
3: I I them. To, I mean if, if there is going to be any atmosphere of <laughs> a game like Saturday, at least there is some there. Uh, Admittedly the language which is worse than normal. But <laughs> that's what it should do. Well worst. actually it's true.
2: I mean yeah. when I first started going it was you just you know you just stood on the terraces and watched the people yeah, dribble under your absolutely. legs, didn't you? And yeah well, I had maybe, maybe we'd become too soft in our old age
4: well if we were playing quite well there probably wouldn't be any swearing anyway would they or is it no is it, this is
3: QPR in the R block someone is always picked out it doesn't matter I mean it's
1: but then you go to you go to like the likes of the Premier League clubs like Arsenal and that were literally you think you're at the theatre and it's, it's, oh it's, God, not, yeah. it's not the same story like, but it, or is it an issue of we go in the Premiership and then suddenly the family style works because everyone's saying the likes of Ray Mooney and so forth blah 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 um, And is, is football and TV you know what I mean is that kind of Whereas people I mean you see more people In Barcelona shirts Now around White City Than they do in QPR shirts mm. And that's pretty sad as well Yeah But anyway I, I just think there must football. be if, you, if you're looking for covered There must be a place
3: Somewhere along Ellisley Road That they can be put I mean I, I would have thought Certainly down the far end But then The likes of you Probably wouldn't want to sit down there <laughs> So Well I um, think You know I mean, she's I or, or, or even for me I actually even think Upper loft is better Than sticking them in the lower loft
1: Well the, the trouble The thing about the lower loft Is that you have got All the access outside no, where, no they, no. where they can do The family day thing But yeah Anyway, everyone else, we've, I think we've made a point in this one. It's something that QPR needs. Because I know that, you know, the school end as well, empty doesn't help. So you've got two ends, in, you know, both empty. It just uh, they,
2: they, I, again, with the school end, I mean, they, surely there could be something. Because uh, Preston, you know you're not going to sell out the bottom end of the mm. school end. Maybe, is there something to, you know, bring in kids or bring in, you know, servicemen? Or, I am not well, I mean, done but it the a, past.
3: But something I feel sort of reasonably strongly about. I've, I have um, sons who go to these QPR soccer schools. And you go there along there, or right, admittedly the one at Shepherd's Bush, plenty of Rangers shirts, but if you go to any of the other ones, it's Chelsea, it's everything else like that. The club should actually offer. They let Chelsea ones
2: in? <laughs> Sorry?
1: Do they let Chelsea ones in? Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs>
3: disgraceful. But, uh, the, uh, mm-hmm. but then again, the QPR children there enjoy it because then they can play against Chelsea and beat them, so it's not a problem. Uh, the, 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 <laughs> but they should there offer the parents some sort of incentive to bring their children along to a live game because they're never going to be going to watch the, the teams they follow, almost certainly.
1: Ah, win them over, convert them, yeah, make them realise yeah. the errors of the yeah. way, save them from Satan.
3: But they, but they used to do that. I mean, I know someone who started a football schools um, before they became fashionable many years ago um, and they happened to be called uh, Queen's Park Wanderers. There, QPR actually got involved with them, and they used to give them tickets to bring some of the school kids along to the games. And, mm. and I certainly remember when I was younger, they used to have big blocks of school kids squeaking at the top of the voice, and it was always quite hilarious if you are standing on the terraces making fun of them. But I just do think that thing is, is once kids watch games, they get addicted to it. That's true, um, actually. I mean, I've got a nephew who's a Liverpool fan, but he's always looking to find out when I'm taking my sons because he wants to come along. And go to a live game, so even th- even
1: the cup game. <laughs> the, the, the sad <laughs> statistic about QPR is, and I think the club will admit this themselves, a lot of first time visitors don't come back for whatever reason. Needs to be looked at. Hopefully, it will change. And that was never the case because I mean, used to be brilliant going to the Rangers. I mean, yeah. you know, as kids as whatever. When I, mean, I was you know a teenager when I came up from Belfast, blah blah blah, and the atmosphere was amazing. All oh, right, you played Coventry City and some teams out there where it wasn't hit thousand people. That wasn't great all the time, but. It seems to be more poor these days than it is. Well, I think
2: kids, I mean, I've just, this is going to get. My own argument here, but I think kids are more cosseted these days. They're more sort of, you know, it's like I just said about all the swearing that when I first went along, there was there was none of that. And I, more like Morris, you know, just shove him in there and and, and, and that's it, you know. And you, and you someone scores a goal and you suddenly like you know pressed against the barrier at the, at the end and all that stuff. I think kid, the thing is, there's a a lot of more middle class um, families taking their kids. Nothing wrong with that either. No, no I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, but they're you know they're maybe not quite ready for the.
1: Because some grounds are doing, like Cardiff did on Saturday, last Sunday, they did a, an away-end family zone as well. Some teams are trying that. I mean, listen, we could talk about this for hours, but it's something that needs to be... I mean, we've got to bring through... What worries me at QPR, as a fan, is the generational gap. There's a lot of people our age, you know what I mean, who've have been there from day one, who have gone through this journey, who refuse to get off this train, <laughs> um, and we, we're we not being rapidly replaced which makes you worry if we are going to build to this new big stadium with extra seats and everything else we've got to sell it somehow well I guess they're going to say the Premier League football is how you fill grounds but I'd like to fill it with genuine QPR family but there you go that's just me um, if it ever does happen this ground which I'm sure it will
2: do you think? Yeah I mean I lost my own thread there what I was going to say is, Lee, um, I was going to go on to say that Lee Hoos was um, Who? was talking at Lee yeah when you, you said about really pe- it today, aren't you? you said about people not coming back that was the point I was going to make That oh, th- yeah. these people come along and you know the, 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 the facilities aren't great the leg room's not great you have to, you have to queue for, for ages to get uh, you know some chips um, they actually put in a, a, a burger van a, a few weeks ago at the start of the season and which sold chips and all that stuff and it was yeah. cheap uh, and Then we got down there, and it's been replaced by a new burger van which sells uh, gourmet burgers at like five quid and no chips. So we had to go back, so we missed the start of the second half, which was no bad thing actually. Uh, come to think of it, on Saturday, but <laughs> that's
1: interesting. So they put a cheap
3: one in, and then yeah, they don't. Yeah, but do, do you also think there is a danger though that you talk about? You know, when you bring in families and make it comfortable and everything else like that, and but that you might end up with the equivalent of an Arsenal or any yeah, of these other yeah. grounds where it's absolutely soulless. I mean. I just think it's a really hard call. I, mean, I think if they're going to have a new ground. I would like to see um, safe yeah, standing there. I think it's. Yeah. I think that is a way to bring back amnesty and just separates mm. those that don't mind the language but, and don't mind the abuse.
2: But that's. But that's why you need a family. That's coming back to my original point. So that those that want, you know, that don't want to hear all the all all that stuff, all the real stuff, <laughs> can take their kids in there and they you know it's, it's going to be a bit more of a pleasant exp- introduction if you like. Um, so if you have that separate area then that then you can have the best of both worlds and, the, and the, the, your normal fans can be shoved everywhere else
1: it's Joys are on the football club eh
2: lads <laughs> right we're going to
1: phone Wayne Faraday and talk about Southern Cheerful which was the 80s Wayne thank you ever so much for joining us on the podcast um, yeah you're a time at QPR tell us about who started off with you in the youth team
0: well who well, um, started off with me in the youth team we had a we had a fantastic you set up then, a fantastic team of players, Um, you can go back and say, you know, players like Alan McDonald, um, Ian Stewart, uh, Gary Waddock, Warren Neal, Ian Dawes, you can can reel them all off. Um, And like you say, we had a a fantastic squad there um, in that you set up. And, well, lots of us, you know, mentioned all those names, got into the first team and, and played quite a few games for the club. So um so yeah um good times and, and we had a, a lot of good players in that in that youth setup.
1: Yeah, i I loved indoors by the way he,
0: he, he never got the recognition he, he, he was you to be fair um he was a fantastic footballer Solid. Um, and you yeah and you knew what you got from him every single game and as but for, he never let you down every game
1: and as for big Mac as well absolutely legend and that was some youth team by the way I mean do you think those days for a club the size of ours are gone? Where you can actually, has football changed that much? You can't bring that many youth team players through because that was the norm in them days, wasn't it? That was the norm in them days.
0: Um, you know, when we, you know, I, I first went there as a as a young lad in in, in that in that fabulous year of 75, 76. Um, and we, we had a nice decent team then. Uh, um, you know, and I went there as a as a, as a young lad, um, and then obviously later on when, when I left school and went down there full time, um, there was you know, there was about twenty or 20, 20, 20, 25 lads who got taken on from all around the country on apprenticeship forms. Um, you know, which which was the norm. Um and as I said, there was a good number of, of that lot that, that got through to to play in the reserves and and like you say, the names I've of reeled off earlier got into the first team.
1: It's incredible, isn't it? Nay, did you go Saturday? Win?
0: I did. I hmm. did. I was there. I was there Saturday.
1: As a next player, um, what did you think?
0: Whew, um, I thought, uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to beat about the bush here. I thought it was. It was very, very poor. Uh, I think we all know that. Uh, I think, and hopefully, it was just one of them games, uh, the quote came up a few times in a few of the lounges after the game. It was a bad day at the office. Um, uh, it was, it was, and the only thing I could say was, let's hope uh, there's not any more, and let's hope we've got rid of it early goals during the season. Um, because, you know, you can, you know, when I, when I played, all the years I played, you can get away with one or two players not at it. Um, but, on Saturday I think every one of the lads probably know they had a very poor game um, and, uh, and yeah let's just hope it's a minor little blip and bad day at the office and we've got it out of the way but like you say early
4: doors well, it is early doors we have had um, four games in the championship judging judging those games um, as you've seen them if you had to put a bet on now where would you say QPR would finish at the end of the season
0: four um well, after Saturday, after Saturday, uh, like you say, I, I I would say, um, you know, the way we played Saturday, I'd say, you know, if we could finish mid-table, we would have done well. But in saying that, at the start of the season, you know, I was at the Watford game pre-season uh, and I was at Leeds. On both games, we played very, very well. And if, if you'd have asked me that question then, I'd have said, cool, you know, we could finish, you know, we're going to do well to get in the playoffs. You know we're gonna, you know, we are gonna do well um, to get in the playoffs, but we wouldn't be far away looking at them two games. Um, But as you say, looking at Saturday, um, you know we were were very poor. We know that everybody knows that, and uh, and I would say, um, you know, I'd say mid-table. But you know, if we, you know, it's gonna be a tough one. I think I think we we need we need a couple more players. We definitely need to get bring some more in if we can. so, if we could finish anywhere, anywhere just outside the playoffs, uh, if we could get in there, fantastic, we get in the playoffs. But realistically, uh, between the playoff places and mid-table, um, we'd probably, for me now, we would look to be finish Wayne right about there.
2: Uh, Wayne, it's, it's Chris here. How you doing, mate?
0: I'm OK. How are
2: you? Yeah, all right. Yeah, um, good. I- good. Um, I was just um, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbaink said after the game that, uh, that one of the main factors in the players losing was that they were tired. Um, so I mean that's tired after four games. I'm just going back to when you were a player. Did did, did you have uh, uh, was that similar for you? Four games getting tired, or is, do you think that's not really an excuse?
0: Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Uh, we we wouldn't have probably been tired, but in saying that. There's a lot more uh, you know, the the lads in there were a lot fitter than we were. Um, a lot lot fitter. The games are a lot quicker, a lot faster, a lot more physicality goes into the game. Um so I can you know, and obviously pre season Jimmy uh would have because I've heard it, obviously that's the way he likes to do, would have worked them hard because they last season there was no way we were fit enough last season. Um now at least we are looking fitter. Apart from Saturday, and apart from him saying no, we look tired. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so no, I, you know, if we'd have played four games, uh, I wouldn't expect back in my day to to be saying, you know, I'm tired. But like you're saying, saying that the uh, the way the game is, and how, how fast the game is, uh, how physical it is, um, I can understand where he's coming from. You know, because I think he's probably using in the short space of time four games.
2: Yeah, no, um, no, of course, yeah. You
0: know that's that's where he's obviously coming from with that, but but even like say, um, yeah, I think it is a bit early to probably use that one.
2: And, um, and I was just going to say, I mean, I know obviously you played on the on the on the plastic pitch as well, but 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 the pitches generally back then were a lot claggier It was you know they, they were all mud baths by sort of uh, mid November, weren't they? So. I mean I know we're still in the summer now but the, the, you know the pitches now are just, I would have thought they don't drain you as much as they did back then
0: yeah yeah, I would have um, I'm, I'm sure uh, all the lads from, from my day when we were playing on the pitches we played I would love to play on these pitches <laughs> nowadays they, they are carpets aren't they all of them um, the AstroTurf you know, God bless it uh, I used <laughs> to love it because for me it, it was good for me because obviously with my pace I so, was Probably only one of the ones who could catch the ball if it was a yard or so out of out of uh, not at your feet, you know. So um, two miles away. So I, yeah, I, you know, I used to love it. I used to love it, obviously, but but yeah, but um, yeah, we used to play on. You know, I remember playing on Loftus Road, where it down the down the far side of the pitch, where I played wide. It was it was just mud. Yeah. It was just mud. There was no grass. And then when it was really cold, it, a lot of it would be frozen, so it, it'd be rock solid and when we used to play we used to play like that um so you you, you know I, I, I don't think using using the pitches these days uh you can't use that as any real excuse at all for for tiredness because you know like you say the carpets um but like i said to you you know they, they are uh, there are more uh exertion on the players these days they are they are fitter uh you know the game is faster so so from that that point of it, I can see that I can understand that. But you know, like you say, from from pitches when we played, we'd play on, like you say, mud, and uh, and we wouldn't be, you know, we wouldn't be that tired.
4: When um, the transfer window is in just over a week's time, um, looking at the last few performances for QPR, what areas do you think they need to prioritise if they're going to get another couple of players in?
0: Well, I think, uh, I, think I think you know we all would like. To bring in another striker, um, Sebastian, for me, uh, this season is a different player. He's a different player than last season. Um, Connor, hasn't had, you know, okay. A lot of people say he hasn't had uh, crack of the whip yet, um, but obviously he did. Saturday he had quite a long time Saturday, and he knows himself. He probably should have scored. He had a chance to score, um, so he's probably not uh, hitting the heights that they were expecting for him. Um, me personally, I'd like to say I'd like to see them bring in another striker if they could. Um, you know, obviously they've, they've strengthened the back four. Um, you know, as in the centre half, uh, Joel Lynch, they brought players like that in. Uh, obviously he's, he's injured right now, but uh, when he's back, um, maybe a right back, a right back midfield player, for me, mainly a striker. If we can get another striker in, um, you know, Sebastian needs, needs a bit more help up there for me
1: alright Wayne I'm sorry but as we lost Saturday and we're depressed I'm going to make you depressed as well because yeah. I think that's only fair um, ok that's fine I'm going to ask you a question I asked John Byrne it goes back to a certain day in 1986 that involved Wembley um, yeah Yeah. I don't want to talk about it too much but what the <laughs> hell went wrong that day what,
0: what, what, what? Well, well for me uh, I'm, I'm assuming we're talking uh, Milk Cup final we're talking Oxford United um, for me, it was, it was one of the biggest disappointments of, of, of my time at Rangers over all the years I was there because obviously I didn't, I didn't play. I didn't start the game. I wasn't even on the bench that day. So for me, um, you know, it was a real disappointment, you know, because I was in the crowd watching like, like, so, um, you know, I was told a couple of hours before kickoff that I wasn't going to be playing and I'd, and I'd played every game up until then. So it was a big disappointment for me not to play anyway um, I don't think I personally would have made that much of a difference to change the result in any way maybe a little bit but maybe not as much as we'd like um, but yeah I, I don't know I don't know because we were big big favourites that day um, I will say that Oxford United had, had some very very good players uh, one that we signed Kevin Brock um, John Aldridge Jeremy Chuck was another one that we signed they had some fantastic players and um, but you know, on the day, maybe just the you know the old adage of we were red hot favourites just got to us, and, and we froze on the day.
1: So the reason why I asked that question because obviously you didn't play, but you, you just said you were the stands, but I didn't know. I thought you might have been with the squad. But was there any feeling amongst the players? Because Johnny Byrne kind of hinted that they that they might have been a wee bit too much um, break between the game where they stayed in the hotel, which he didn't think was a good idea, if I remember rightly from his interview.
0: Right. Well, I, I was with the squad up until up until the game, mm. um, and then obviously when I, you know, the, the disappointment of Jim Smith telling me I wasn't included in in the team or squad, it um, might be right. budgie with that. I mean, I, I can't. To be honest, to I can't remember a lot about that because the disappointment of being told he wasn't playing was was enough for me and took everything away from me that day. Uh, but you know, I was still there, I was still there and I still supported the lads and. Um, them on, and I personally couldn't believe what was going on in front of my eyes either. Because you know, I knew I knew what good a side we were, uh, and I fully expected us as well. To be fair to to win that day, if you want, if you want to be honest. Um, but like you say, it's, uh, it's a million dollar question: what exactly went wrong? Um, they just started the game a lot better than we did, and and I, I just don't think we ever got into it, did we? If I remember rightly. And, uh, and yeah, they, they went ran out quite comfortable winners, as
2: we well know. Right? Well, I've never watched it again since then. But uh, yeah, uh, you, you're quite quite right in your assessment. No, I, I mean, haven't
0: either.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I was quite. I think in, if I remember correctly, it was it was what just one substitute in those days, wasn't it? So <clears throat> it wasn't like you could have a you could have five on the bench because obviously you'd have been a you know. Um, Red hot favourite to come on, I would have thought. But you, yeah, it wasn't surprised to me because you. I mean, you set up one of the goals in the, in the win over Chelsea in the quarterfinals, as I recall it. Um, you uh, you played against, uh, well, obviously Liverpool in the semis as well. So, I mean, what what, what happened? Why? How did how did he explain why you weren't playing? Well, you know,
0: I, I think because um, then um, I was being used as as a fullback um, for some of the games leading up to the final. And because Warren, uh, Warren Neilu, Warren was, as we know, is one fantastic player, great yeah. play player Warren, um, but he, he got injured and he'd missed a lot of the games leading up to the final. Uh, but then obviously he was fit for the final, and literally, like you said, Jim Smith obviously thought he would, you know, obviously do a better job than I would in in the game, and uh, and that was it. You know, he just he just put me aside a couple of hours before the game and said, "I'm bringing Warren back in." Um, and you know, I thought, okay, I might still be on the bench, but yeah. not on the bench either. Um, so yeah, so you know, but uh, like I said, even if even if I had a played, um, you, know, the, you know, probably I wouldn't have changed the result or uh, or whatever in the game anyway. Um, but yeah, that that was the reason he, he just thought. Obviously, Warren, who uh, I'll admit, I'll truly admit to anybody, you know, Warren was a better defender than I, I was. Um, I was obviously better going forward. but Warren
2: was a better defender, and he—he he, uh, he just thought that day he was—he was obviously a bit of choice. Well, maybe we'll we we'll rerun it on FIFA. We'll stick you in instead and see and see what happens. And next time you come on, we'll tell you the result. <laughs>
1: I'm never watching that game ever again. You get, I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Wayne. I thought we'd we'd exercise two goals so mine and yours, at the same time because I was was poor. as you were, what actually went wrong that day? and it's interesting to hear what you said about not being picked though that's that, that, that's that's a cruel thing I mean and you know we, we all know what happened but yeah, yeah. sorry about that
0: that's okay I it's, mean it's decisions that happens in football isn't it and like you said them days there was only the one substitution and obviously you know, Jim Smith had already chosen uh, the sub that day um, and the decision he had was me and Warren and, uh, and like I said you know Warren was a fantastic player good friend of mine and a fantastic footballer so, uh, you know, obviously, bro was disappointing us. I didn't play. So, um, yeah. But hey, that's uh, you know, I had many, many more happier times. Uh, but that was probably the the, the biggest blip for me. Uh, all the summers at the Rangers. But like I say, the good times outweigh the outweigh the bad.
1: Now, before you go, tell us your favourite memory from QPR as a player.
0: Um, I I think it's got to be. I mean, obviously, uh, obviously, there's always. There's always going to be the plane in the six nil against <laughs> Chelsea. That's, that's, always, that's always going to be up there. Um, you know, and, and all the lads that played this day would probably probably say that. Um, so that that game and the other one for me is uh, at Anfield. Oh, that we, goal! Yeah. yeah, when we drew one one and uh, and I got the equalising goal. So uh, so them two probably just the Liverpool game just because obviously I scored. Uh, but the Chelsea 6-0 is never going to be far behind
1: <laughs> do you know what He made my day <laughs> I, I, and um, I think that's when um, and people forget they were doing quite well until that game we, they we, were we totally derailed their season it was brilliant oh anyway that was, that was yeah. my youth <laughs> Warren uh,
0: it, was a, it was a fantastic game that was fantastic 6-0 Chelsea yeah oh, so um
1: you can yeah, come on but, loads uh, of times as long as you talk about that game we won't talk about anything else just keep mentioning the six no you played <laughs> it we, we owe you our generation owe you guys so much for making our, our youth so wonderful for that that one and only game I'll tell you as always yeah. Wayne thank you so much for joining us tonight and um, hopefully you'll come on again during the season and um, hopefully next time it'll be after a QPR win
0: yeah that's it's a pleasure it's a pleasure and, uh, and any time, and, and as you say hopefully we can uh, get back onto winning ways very soon
1: Ah, you're a good man. Take care nice of yourself, Wayne. Cheers, pal. Yeah,
0: no problem. Take care. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye.
1: What a lovely fella. Seriously. I mean, you know, that's that's when... I mean, I just wanted to ask the question about 86 sex. I feel really guilty now. Um, you know, because I re- assumed
3: that you were asking the question because he had played. But, I mean, that day I just... Played
1: no no I know, I know we didn't play but I didn't realise it was a couple of hours before the game he was totally couldn't play gee I thought that would have been like during the week yeah I feel, I feel really really guilty because he'd have watched it like we did but he knew the players he was with the squad he was in the hotel he would have known what the mindset was before and after I was kind of going at that angle then I realised that as soon as he said that I thought I've dropped a massive bollock on that one yeah. anyway never mind Fraser's back next week. It'll be good. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> R's end. I feel, I feel really guilty. It might be,
4: I hard, feel, it could be harder in a different way for the players who actually did play, you know.
1: Yeah, no. but I was just trying to exercise two goals at once. That went badly wrong. Right. Not rehearsing that one again. Right, Chris. R's end of the show. Crack on. Um, I haven't prepared an R's end, but it was interesting listening to Wayne asking
4: him about which players he thinks we should sign, and he said a defender, midfielder, striker. Yeah. So, so I think, you know, we could. Do with a couple of players, especially when you've got the manager complaining about tiredness so soon into the season, and the games come thick and fast throughout the season. It's not just this period, um, but it's interesting because the last couple of times we've been in the championship, uh, everyone's looked up to QPR as the big spenders, and mm. and now it's different now, isn't it? You can you can list quite a few clubs who are spending a lot more money than QPR, um, so. Yeah, it'll just it'll be interesting to see who comes in. Um, Hasboun's been talking in the press about a few players been in, a few players he's been interested in, uh, but we're just priced out of it at the moment, so. That's all sort of for us
1: being priced out of itself, isn't it? I know, yeah. So, Weird. I mean, you can't
4: have it both ways. It's, it is quite a refreshing approach. Well, I think
2: it's the right approach. I think. Absolutely. You know, it, it, it is. There's no getting away from it. I think with the, the, the thing is we had such a good start to the season. We're almost victims of our own success because, uh, you know, everything in the garden was rosy sitting in this very seat last week. And now, you know, you, you, it's uh, not looking quite so good we'd sort of I expected us to maybe you know grind out a couple of draws from the first two games in which case you know it's only natural for you win your first two games at the top of the league your expectations go up even for the most sort of um, feet on the ground sort of guy so um, well, maybe yeah. it's
4: a blessing because now that, that it'll kind of persuade him to do a little bit more before the transfer window
2: well what was interesting was the bench on Saturday I mean Furlong basically uh, Furlong, what am I talking about. Um, Hasselbank basically had the, had the kids on the bench mm. Um, it was almost like a Rednapp. heart back to the Harry Redknapp days, wasn't it, saying, you know, I'm down to the bare bones. But I,
4: Didn't, what, not two goalkeepers, though.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, that's true, yeah. Well, but what, what's Sandro doing? That's what I want to know. I mean, I know I, I, I get all the stuff, you know. I, I, I know that we want, want to get him out. I know he failed his medical. But as far as I know, he's not injured, or at least there's been no bulletins. Someone the... put his medical
1: records on Twitter today. Oh, OK. So you'd have to go on Twitter and have a look at that. Yeah but,
2: that's, yeah, but as far as I know, he's not injured at the moment. He's just, he's just not playing for whatever reason. But surely he would be available to put on the bench. I think his attitude might be somewhat
1: wrong. Who put his medical history in, on Twitter? I'd rather not say.
2: But I, I, I heard that when Sandro <laughs> came least he in, wasn't himself. he himself. <laughs> no, I, I mean to be fair,
1: I, I can't know how anyone can actually come by that. But someone has posted it up on Twitter. I, I I'm not joking. How many chapters were there? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he hasn't got to the it's end. Up, it's it's he only it's started done, this morning. I think it was done by the same guy that did Mark Hitley.
2: Anyway, carry on. Um, yeah, I've lost my thread now, but yeah, that's 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 essentially what I was saying. I, I, I yeah, uh, it, he's obviously, I think, making a statement. Unless that was really all he had to put on the bench, uh, and also, I'd like Good you point. know, Cousins maybe. I don't think on the right is maybe his best position. I think maybe you should, if you're going to play and put him in the middle. And, and the French guy from what I've heard I can't pronounce his name I'm not going to try and, and, and embarrass myself but uh, he, he's played a lot of his time on the right either as a midfielder or a winger so I'm not quite sure why those two uh, weren't swapped at some stage but we yeah.
4: have the uh, one of our signings coming back from injury soon as well we haven't seen yet midfielder
2: uh, the Polish guy yeah yeah. yeah. is he a Hulden well, midfielder it, is, isn't it? Isn't?
1: <laughs> <laughs> is he is he a Hulden midfielder or yeah. he is a Hulden midfielder defensive okay. midfielder yeah well, it. that's
2: the thing. We have got a few players out, so I mean, that, that, that's—I don't want to get too negative about the whole thing. Like I say, I'm not calling for Jimmy's head on a spike or anything. I mean, it's just like Wayne said. Hopefully, it was a bad day at the office. It was just—it wasn't a bad day. It was a—it was a terrible day at the office. Let's be honest. No, probably you don't need we,
4: much. You need a right back, a winger, a central midfielder, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, five.
2: yeah, <laughs> and probably a goalkeeper as well. <laughs> if Smithy has any more like that, on and the a Sunday. plan B. Yeah,
1: although Ingham is actually quite a good understudy, in my opinion. Is, is that your hour's end, Chris?
2: Oh no it wasn't Sorry That was meant to be Oh was it oh, well, Have, have an hour's end Go on. on Okay well okay. Well, I'll, Don't I, I, mention again, I cup final. haven't got one prepared But I, on the train on, on so, Yeah talk about tiredness I, I stayed up to watch Mo Farah winning gold Then watched the Conor McGregor fight At like 3 or 3.30 In the morning Rippin Then egg. went to bed Two hours sleep And took my eldest daughter To shopping in Westfield For the day Which was great Didn't realise Forgot that it was West Ham's Opening day of the season um, so, sat with a load of West Ham fans who, funnily enough, were all toffs, which was quite a new experience for me, but there you go. Um, but I did see one, uh, one uh, West Ham t shirt, uh, well, you know, looked like a club t shirt. It was like the Ramones T-shirt. I've got quite a big bugbear about the Ramones T-shirt. All these people who wear the Ramones T-shirt couldn't name an I, album. They couldn't name a song, let alone an album. But that's a different story. But and it had it had hammers. And Rangers would fit much better than hammers because you have got the much more letters in there. And then like the, the name of uh, four um, legendary players like, like uh, Brookie and blah. I, I, I just thought as a marketing idea that'd be quite nice with Rangers and then Bowles Francis. Um, uh, uh, Marsh And Ferdinand Four off the top
4: of my head Yeah or we can
2: do it ourselves Or we can do it ourselves yes. I always thought Johnny- <laughs> The QPR podcast says, Yeah Four sales uh, Paul Finney Christian
1: yeah. that, You're right I mean do you remember them ones that used to be at the 80s That used to have The, the Queen's Park Rangers And the Rangers like, the, the, that yeah. American style thing and, uh, I, oh, always- I think
2: uh, there's some Decent stuff in there. I, I like the God Save The Queen's Park Rangers One as well They haven't bought back That back this year But maybe Maybe they should do Well London Colin's
1: Crying out for like um, An iconic QPR player With London Colin on it Um Clash style In my opinion Right Morris Yours Uh,
3: I think my R's ends Is more worry about What I saw on Saturday I just If if we're going to be Lumping it up The field all season It's just It's just not entertaining I just I'm I'm despairing Bring a neck Bruce So what do you think I just But how do you
2: But we didn't do that Against Leeds though Did we
3: Yeah but the two games I've been to Are the cup game And And uh, Saturday And and I know I I always find it's different watching it from afar that you don't actually get what the feel of the game. I just I just felt it was all ro- just so much of it was wrong. And I don't I don't feel terribly enthused.
1: Oh.
4: For atmosphere Maybe like, we should get all, As many QPR fans as possible To like, bring like, a video on their phone Of highlights of the Leeds game So as the atmosphere gets flat Just watch that again <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> just,
1: <laughs> I've, I've got an idea For a Newcastle game Which is probably not going to catch on But you know When you go to Newcastle You put it in the lap of the gods. Yeah. How about we stick them In White City <laughs> Just, just saying, this is what it's like for us guys. All right, okay. You know, just, yeah. just, just, just putting that out there for QPR. Take them talk to white city estate. Let them watch the game from there because that way, and they put us in as a shocker. It anyway, is. that's a bug, bro. I absolutely yep. hate that. <laughs> right, my hours end of the show. We're going to talk about this guy. Timmons. Oh, there's a gap there. His Bob
3: Stan Bowles' 11 UEFA Cup goals cut a path to the quarter-finals.
1: Well, yeah, I think I'm very skillful. Probably one of the most skillful in the country. I think so, and I'm told so. So I live at that. Right, I'm not being funny when I say this. Um, there's there's very few. I've mentioned this a few times. There's very few players at QPR that inspire that people turn up the watch. That if you if you had hoops. On anything in the 70s and even the 80s, people would say Stanley Balls. They just would. It was the most iconic thing ever. Um, I was collecting petitions to get Stan the testimony on Saturday. Um, I apologise to some QPR fans who I had to explain who Stan Balls was because quite a few got annoyed. But generally, a lot asked me who he was. Sorry, repeat that again. Yeah. Okay. And I had to, and I kind of went into autopilot. of Explain to some people won't get very agitated with me, which is fair play. I I, I totally agree with his point, but I, I did try and explain. I've had to explain this ten times already to other people who Stan Bowles was. Do you think this is fair enough? Do you think there should be something visible outside the stadium so that clearly explains who he is? No, I think they just put the bloody testimonial on and get it over and done with, and, with and, the and help you them had on. to
2: explain to her at the family stand.
1: <laughs> well, no, but on a serious note, I. I know the club have done some wonderful things and the club is so much better. The social media and everything else, I get all that. But for crying out loud, we should not have fans on the street getting petitions to get Stan Bowles, who is very sick and needs our help, a game to help his family. It's just not not right. Just please, QPR, if you are listening to this podcast, in fact, I know you'd listen to this podcast because I get enough grief afterwards can you please make this game happen? We should not be doing this. I'm proud of everyone who signed it and proud of the fact that we are doing it. But come on, just get this game on. Get the man some help because Christ knows we haven't got that many legends. Let's look after the ones that are still with us. Right, that was Open All ours. We've talked about everything and thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Please come back to us. Keep supporting and see you at Wigan Saturday. Come on, you ours
0: i right,